You're listening to Grace for the Grind, brought to you by CLB North American Mission. We're here to encourage and equip you through the ups and downs of life and ministry, because each of us needs some grace for the grind. Welcome to Grace for the Grind, episode number 150. I'm Ryan Nilsson. I'm Dan Stenberg. And I'm Mike Natal. We're your hosts today, and we're here to bring you a special anniversary episode. We're celebrating 150 episodes of our show. Thanks for listening this long, everybody. Yes. If you've caught any of our anniversary celebrations before, we typically take time to get to know the hosts and the team members on the show. And so we are doing that today. But this time, I think we are taking a bigger risk than we ever have before. Would you guys agree with that? Yes. 100%. Today, to mark 150 episodes, we've asked our spouses to join us. And we've each prepared a couple of questions to ask our spouses. But we're, see, I probably can't explain this at all. We're going to ask our team members' spouses questions about our team members. Mm -hmm. This is true. That's how this is going to go. And for some reason, we think this is going to be a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) The audience wants it. We're giving them what they want. The audience wants it. (laughs) So there you go. All of our listeners have demanded that they would like to know how patient our wives are. And therefore, we've decided to have them. (laughs) So as our icebreaker question, since it's a new one, everyone can answer it. Lindsay was nice enough to share a good icebreaker with me this morning. So this will be our icebreaker moving forward for the next few episodes. If you could only eat one breakfast for the rest of your life, what would it be? French toast. Um, Ryan? We're answering these? Sure. Everybody can answer. Daniel shouted French toast and then walked out of the room. Yeah. Kale, sauteed kale, avocado, eggs, like fried eggs with everything bagel seasoning. Wow. Maybe cheese. Lindsay? I was caught between French toast and then Kirstie started to say hers. And I was like, oh, that reminds <laughs> me of the toast with the over easy egg and avocado on it that we do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to toss up between those two. Toss up between those two. All right. I'm probably go with the over easy egg on a toast with the avocado. Do it all. Do it all. Include it all. Ooh, French toast with an over easy egg and avocado. That might be a little weird, but I'll try it at some point. I'm going to let you know. Ugh. I would probably say pancakes, bacon, and eggs. Karen? Man, I think if it had to be every day, I would just go toast and eggs. Basic. Toast and eggs. Since my mom listens to this podcast, I would have to pick hot cereal for her Beth Beth boy, because that's the way I used to say hot cereal all the time. And I had a wicked bad lisp when I was a kid. And it was it was funny. But I would say uh, if I had to pick one meal, I would do toads in a hole. That's or one eyed toast. One eyed toast. What in the world is that? Is that like Iggy in a basket? It's when you take a piece of toast and you put a hole in it and you crack the egg in the hole. I've never heard it called that before. What do you call it, Daniel? Is that Texas toast? No, Texas toast is just thick toast. I don't know. My mom makes it for the kids, but I've never heard that before. We call it eggs in a basket. Eggs in a basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eggs in a basket. Interesting. So nobody calls it toad in a hole or? We call it one-eyed toast in my family. One-eyed toast? 
Well, there you One go. One-eyed toast at least makes sense. Toad, I don't know. I just know they made it in V for Vendetta, and it looked really good. V for Vendetta. Nice. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get started with our questions. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to ask Kirsty the first question. Kirsty, what was the most romantic thing Ryan has ever done for you? Ryan's like, please think of something. Please think of something. <laughs> Do you oh, mean man. what was the romantic thing? The <laughs> What was the most romantic thing? Oh, the singular oh, romantic the singular? thing. Oh, the most romantic thing. Um, I'm going to say the first thing that popped in my brain was his marriage proposal was pretty great. It's all just downhill from there. It's like he proposed and then we've been together for a long time and I can't think of another thing that Ryan's done that's romantic. <laughs> I didn't say I couldn't think of anything. I said the one that popped in my brain first as the most romantic. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, the other thing is, like, I don't do romantics. Like, I don't like that. So he doesn't do those things as much as probably you would with somebody else. But it was, he proposed in a rainstorm, like a thunderstorm and thunder and lightning storm. But tried to have candles lining the walkway by a lake in a park at night. Yeah. So it was sweet. Yeah. And oh. it didn't work out. Did you very say well. no the great, first time? I mean, it worked oh, out well oh. in the end, but the plan didn't. Yeah. But it was pretty said great. Yes. Said yes. Oh, she said yes. Oh, okay. All right. Good. That's good. So then I have a question for Lindsay. To your knowledge, when did Mike feel the call to ministry? To my knowledge, he was in high school when he felt the call to ministry. By the time we dated this last official time, he had already had the plan of graduating from Penn State and going directly into seminary. But I convinced him to take a year off so that we could get married. Nice. Uh, Just a second there. The last official time? You dated a few times? (laughs) We we started dating in eighth grade and then continued to break up and go out and break up and go out for, I don't know, the next, what, three or four years? And then by the end of high school, we... Weren't really talking. Then it took us, what, until like three or four years into yep. college? Who was the chief breaker upper? Me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So he filled a call in, uh, in high school and then went to Penn State. Yeah. And then went from there to seminary, except for you made him wait a year. So you kept yes. breaking up with him. Then you made him put his plans on hold so that he could go to seminary. Hey, that's great. Yeah. Plans on hold to get married. Sounds like it was a that's pretty wise. good request. That's wise. Just yeah. I mean, it worked out for me in the long run. It did. So. It totally I'm did. happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Karen, how did you and Dan first meet? And what kind of first impression did he make on you? Oh, dear. How much of this story should I tell? Okay, so we first, like, saw each other at Red Robin and I was with a friend and he was with some of his guy friends. A couple of his guy friends had just gotten back from Europe and they were feeling fairly confident in themselves, but not confident enough apparently because they wanted to come talk to me and my friend, but they didn't talk to us in the restaurant. They waited until the restaurant shut down and then they came up to us in the 
dark parking lot. Not me. I was not one of those ones. No, it's true. It's true. He actually, like, was parked behind me, and his friends were in the other car. I was not behind her. I was across the parking lot. You're just making it sound bad. I was not in any way <laughs> trying <laughs> to... Karen, do not let him Dan, change don't the, interrupt story, the story, Karen. Dan. You tell the story that you remember, story. Somebody right? else is changing it here. I could just see you in my rearview mirror, and I was watching you make fun of your friends as they were yeah. like, can we have your phone numbers? And I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't really want to give you my phone numbers in the parking lot, but I go to church, and if you want to come talk to us again, I go to this church on Sunday mornings. And they were like, you're Christians? Really? We are too. And I was like, sure you are. <laughs> 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 so then, like, the next week, my mom... No, it was like three days later. This man. is like really... Yeah, it wasn't that it was long. It the same week. So then my mom and I went to the Christian bookstore. And Daniel worked at the Christian bookstore. And he happened to be working there. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's the guy from Red Robin. And we both just gave each other this this look and then we kind of like ran into like we saw each other a little bit at the bookstore she kept coming in i did we all know why i did keep coming in you were cute babe. <laughs> different you translations are. of the you bible are cute <laughs> you're distinguishedly cute. <laughs> handsome now how about that wow so, distinguished <laughs> we're gonna clip that distinguishedly handsome <laughs> you better put that in your resume daniel it's on my gravestone now Yes. So then my parents were in one time and he told them about a show that his band was playing on New Year's Eve. And so my parents came and they were like, hey, that boy from the Christian bookstore is playing a show. And I think he wants you to go. And I was like, all right, I will. So I took a friend and uh, that's that's when we like started talking to each other and hanging out was at that show. This is true. Mm hmm. Red Robin, man. Red Robin. Yeah. The, rest, the rest is in the books. The rest is history. The most romantic place. Later. That's where everybody meets their significant others. Red Robin. Yeah, the lighting's great. It's super clean. Just to <laughs> let you guys know, Red Robin is actually our sponsor for today's podcast. <laughs> Use the code Grace for the Grind when you order your next hamburger by mail. Kirsty, what is a ministry gift that Ryan has that you admire? One that, that I really admire is Ryan's ability to talk to anybody, anywhere, and make them feel comfortable and like they're his favorite person in the world. <laughs> anywhere Ryan leaves, somebody says, like, oh, he's so nice. Oh, it's so great. Like, like they think he's their best friend. <laughs> oh, no, Daniel, you and I think Ryan's our best friend. Yeah, now I'm... <laughs> Now I'm starting to second guess everything that I know about life. Now I'm hurting. Yeah. I think I need to take a minute here. Yeah. No, that's Good great. Good thing Lindsay's going to edit this out. Our depression right now. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm crying. I didn't say everybody was his best friend. I know. That's what I'm saying. I think I am. Maybe you guys actually are. Maybe I am. But... Maybe you are. <laughs> That doesn't make me feel any better. (laughs) Somebody's got to be the real best friend. I mean, honestly, it's it's Jason, and I know that it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. No, it's me. Kirstie wins. I win. (laughs) Lindsay, can you tell us about something that has changed about Mike's like ministry style, 
pastoral ministry or leadership gifts between when he started as a pastor and now? Wow, that's a good question. (laughs) I would say Mike is more confident in sharing his ideas and sharing his concerns or, you know, things that could be improved or whatever now than he was in our first call. He kind of just went with the flow. I mean, he always goes with the flow, but he definitely, like, he feels more confident to voice his opinion now, I think, than he did when he first started pastoring. All right, Karen, I got the next question for you. So my question is, what is a shared ministry that you enjoy doing with Daniel? Hmm. So I feel like we have too many things that we help each other on. We help each other a lot. Daniel's helped me or done like a lot with the women's ministry stuff. Like he was doing the the Bible study videos with me and we have opened our home multiple times for like life group, like Bible study types things where like I'll cook and so you got to pick one. He's also, I got to pick one. Oh, what's that? What one do you actually enjoy doing? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second. Okay, <laughs> so I think what I enjoy most is when we are just hosting, when we are doing, whether it's like for church or community or whatever, when we're just opening our home up and having people over and eating food and talking together and yeah and so I think at first I did a lot of cooking and like was a little more shy and now I'm not as shy and Daniel's doing more cooking so I don't know we've kind of it's true it's it's morphed but I enjoy doing that with you all right Kirsty what is something unique about your husband that not many people know I feel like that's really hard because I think oh, Ryan's a pretty open book. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she she's got one. She's just holding it back. Got I know one. She's, got, <laughs> no. she's like Ryan clips his toenails. No. To perfection. Most- <laughs> <laughs> you should see this man wield a cuticle cutter. Uh, Ryan. So this is on my mind because we watched a movie last night. And Ryan will cry in movies. Oh. <laughs> and I don't know if a lot of people know that about him. And I don't know if he... What was the movie? Bambi. Man... Be Bambi. It was a man called Otto. Oh! And it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And the book is really good. The movie is really good. I cried too, Ryan. We saw the Swedish too, version of that man called Uwe. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Man called Uva. Uva, whatever. Yeah, you read that book, right? Oh, read the I book, cried through the book. And... I cried through the movie. Mm-hmm. And Ryan did too. I did. But I will cry at a lot of things. Like, I've cried during Star Trek. That's too. true too. <laughs> really? <laughs> Ryan, Data just you? got you, eh? Like, just <laughs> the man of no emotion just got to Ryan. M- movie and TV show crier. That's okay. I cry during Marvel movies, dude. So that's yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, how yeah. can you not? How can you not? Yo, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I was a hot mess the whole time. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I cried oh, like that. Yeah. yeah, I was just oh. so... If someone's going to get me, it's probably Pixar. Mm. Yeah. Just, 
Those oh are good. Dude, and like right out of the gate too, like uh up. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh my just, goodness. Here you go. Yeah. Deal with that. I bought actually the first fifteen minutes. I feel like a man called Otto was very similar to up. Yep. Mm. There's a lot of correlation yeah, yeah. there. All right, Lindsay. In your opinion, what meal does Mike make the best? Like, if he's making a meal and you have the choice of any of it, what would you want him to cook for you? Mike makes a lot of really good things. Because it's all terrible. Oh. That's what I hear. So I'm just trying to glean information on what the best one is. The first one that came to my mind was his carbonara. And now I kind of want that for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so break down carbonara. What goes into it? What are we What are we looking at there? Spaghetti. He gets jowl bacon, right? Is that what it's called? Jowl bacon, and then really good pecorino romano cheese, and then there's some eggs and milk and stuff in it too. There's I no think. Milk, oh, there's no milk, there's no just milk. eggs. Yeah. Okay. So to let people know what carbonara is, so basically you cook the jowl bacon down it's called guanciale you cook it down until it's crispy you take it out and then you add the pasta that's cooked into your pot and then you add the raw egg into it and essentially the raw egg cooks by the heat of the pasta and makes it into like a thicker sauce so it's kind of like alfredo ish but better and then you add the guanciale back in it's delicious you only put that's it. That's all. Noodles, sauce, so and it's, the yeah, noodles, sauce, and then the bacon back into it, and then like a bunch of cheese goes into the egg before you put the egg in. So it's actually it's one of the most simplest pasta dishes, but it's also the most nerve wracking because people are like, "Is the egg gonna cook all the way? Like, what if I add it in and it doesn't cook? Or what if the pot is too hot and now we have scrambled eggs with pasta?" That's what I was wondering about. So it takes a little bit of skill, but it's delicious. Yeah, I think we're all coming for dinner now. That sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, we'll accept yeah. the invitation. Yep. Come on out, guys. I'll make all of you carbonara. It'll be delicious. We'll have a lot we'll of fun. We'll cancel Father's <laughs> Day plans with his parents. We'll be there. there you go. Okay. See you, in a few hours. <laughs> See you soon. Karen, I want to ask you a ministry question, an embarrassing ministry question about Daniel. What is an interesting or funny preaching quirk of Dan's? So... Most of our listeners probably have never heard any of us preach. What's an interesting or funny quirk about Dan's preaching style? Hmm. Maybe he doesn't have any. He has some things that he does. So it was, <laughs> he, some of it he does intentionally. He has some things. <laughs> He'll talk about something that's like, fairly convicting and then he likes to follow it up with the question so how are you doing with that where'd you steal that one from guy (laughs) yeah no i totally stole it it's true so there was a couple in our life group that was like we just noticed that you say that like almost every week (laughs) but yeah and as he's gotten more comfortable with preaching i would say he like he likes to make fun of himself a little bit too gets the laugh in there a little bit You should ask her what the most embarrassing thing I've done is. Okay, there's the setup. We don't even have to ask. There it is. What's the most embarrassing thing, Karen? Okay. Yes. (laughs) So we had just finished the sermon, and we were singing a song, and it was... Confirmation Sunday. Oh, it was Confirmation Sunday this happened. That's right. Okay. It's Confirmation (laughs) Sunday. I was stressed. 
He was stressed. The conformants were going to be taking their first communion. And we are singing the song after the, like, bulk of the service part, and but before communion. And, and Daniel, like, bolts out of the church. And one of the ladies in the back was like, I thought that was it. He's finally lost it. He's not coming back. <laughs> and then he, like, comes back running up at the end of the, at the, end of the song. And he gets the mic. He's supposed to be doing communion. And he's, like, breathing hard. And then he's like, so I forgot my book at the house to say the words of an institution. So I thought I would just run back real quick to get my book. But the house was locked. So now I'm here and I don't have my book. <laughs> oh, no. oh, that's awesome. Hey, actually, the good part about this, here's a nice plug that we can do. So if you ever get into that situation that Daniel found himself in where he couldn't get into his house, you just break a window. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, on the CLB app, they actually have the ministerial acts book in the actual app so you can sign into the app and use the ministerial acts book from there so as long as you have your phone you have the ministerial acts book at your fingertips there you go it's not helpful mike needed to know that like three weeks ago man (laughs) it's true i mean i'm giving it to our listeners right now yeah that's and you have to have service hey no better do better okay now you know so you can do better next time i like that no better do better so my elder had to do it because i couldn't think I totally blanked. So he did the words of institution and uh, it was just, yeah, I mean, it worked out, but I was pretty embarrassed that I loved it. I had just done a home visit with a lady and I had forgotten my book at home. And so I was sitting in the front pew and I was looking up, I was like, oh, my book's not where I normally put it. I better go into my office and get it. And then I went to my office and get it. And then my stomach hit my feet when I was like, I don't have it here either. It's at the house. And then I had to run. I think you just lived like every pastor's stress. Yeah, dude. Nightmare. Like, oh, man. All right. It makes me think of two things. One, Dan, you probably endeared you to the congregation. Like, okay, he's real. (laughs) He's not perfect. (laughs) And secondly, there was probably like 30 to 60 seconds where people maybe thought, I think our pastor just quit. Yeah, dude. They thought I lost it. Like, people were like, uh... Are you, are you so okay? I'm like, so how about that That's what a breakdown sabbatical? looks like. You know? Like, <laughs> how about that sabbatical? All right. This is our last round. All right, Kirstie. What is the silliest thing that Ryan has ever done? His face. Oh, I mean, oh, oh that doesn't count. It's got to be do. He's got to do it. Silliest thing? Yeah. I mean, that's hard to pick one. Whoa! <laughs> Hmm. Can't think of something romantic. Multiple choice for something silly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can give multiple scenarios of the answer. We're not going to fault you on just not having one. Ugh. Silliest thing. I'm happy they didn't ask Lindsay that because I have a bunch that she could pick from. I know. We don't have enough time in the episode for me to list the silliest things that you do, Michael. (laughs) Lindsay, do you call him Michael? Yes. I would say 75% of the time I call him Michael. Is that because he's in trouble or is it like endearing? Perpetual. (laughs) I'm going to let you decide on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Just when she's mad at him. And that's about 75% of the time. It's actually a matter of conviction. Lindsay uses my full name and then just allows the Holy Spirit to just be like, what'd you do wrong, Mike? (laughs) Yep. Yep. Every time. She got me. 
Kirsty, did we fill enough time for you to come up with a silly thing? I I don't know. Help me out here, Ryan. I don't know. I don't know what qualify. I mean, yeah. I, the first silly. I mean, oh, go ahead. I think of two things. The first silly thing, before we started dating, I think you were working at Target. Oh, that's a good one. Do you want to tell them? All, All right, take it over, okay. Kirsty. Let's so, do it. So, <laughs> I was working at Target. And I was literally just working, and then all of a sudden I heard meowing. And I was like, what is going on? And I turned around, and there's a guy hiding behind clothing rack with a Target basket on his head, meowing. And it was Ryan. <laughs> so that was definitely... That's was that part of the courtship <laughs> I process? Think that was that like the silly. mating call? or Was that like some kind of weird ritual for like, I'm interested? See, that's why I'm like, silly yeah. is hard because Dis- it could be really embarrassing. It yeah. could be dumb. It or could disturbing. Be... <laughs> and then the most recent one was last night. We have a den next to our kitchen and there's a window into the kitchen. And so we ate outside <laughs> and I decided to pass my dishes in through the window. So I stood up on the bench Okay, first of all, we need to say that there was a friend over of the opposite gender. Solid. Oh, one of our kids' friends. Yes. Yes. One of our teenagers' friends, or had a friend that, over. Someone you want to make a good impression on. <laughs> if you're one of our kids, you want to make a good impression on. So them. you would say that it could be a potential boyfriend. Is that where we're going with this? Or a potential girlfriend? And so Ryan comes in with his dishes, and... Instead of just walking up, he decides to stand on this bench that is up on the window level of the kitchen and just wait there with his dishes. And we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's just Good job, Dad. There. It was probably a lot sillier in the moment. Nice. But you just see the face on the I inside. I think that's the other thing yeah. with silly things is they're silly in the moment, not so much later. I want to go back to this Target experience. You've got the basket on your head and you're behind a like rack of clothes. I'm assuming there's interest in Kirsty at this point in time. What was the thought process behind meowing? Wow. It's possible we I were already, already yeah, engaged. Yeah, it, it could be. It's a literal We cat might have been call. already engaged. <laughs> <laughs> literal cat call. Yeah. I think usually when I do these things, like I think of like, oh, I'm going to do this thing and no one's going to know how to react. Okay. Which is so, usually true. Those are my favorite. That's funny. <laughs> that was probably the motivation. That's funny. Okay, Lindsay, I have a three-part question for you. Awesome. Oh, boy. Okay. Part one. Does Mike have any hobbies? He plays with magic cards and Legos. Okay. So the second part of my question is, what hobby relaxes or recharges Mike the most? Okay, I have a third hobby. It's cutting down trees, and I'm going to go with cutting down trees relaxes him the most. Yeah, solid answer. Okay, mm-hmm. there's the third part now. Going back over the whole history of relationship, what's the hobby of Mike's that you found the most annoying? Yes. Hobby I found most annoying. Mike's got a big grin on his face, too. <laughs> I mean, you already said it, and it's the one that you won't play with me anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to go there, yeah, the most annoying one is magic, but... That's only because he's out for blood when he plays, and I'm still trying to learn how to play, and he has no mercy on me. <laughs> I, see, I don't think it's a real game. I just think people pretend to play it. Well, it's magic. And it's one of my theories. It is pretend. That's funny. All right. Here's our last question, and then you ladies made it. You did it. Breathe a sigh of relief. It's okay. Karen, what annoys Daniel 
the most? The most? There's like a lot. I mean, our kids. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Fair enough. Every parent listening will understand that. I love that. them. <laughs> Every Very much. Every parent listening will understand that. <laughs> so, like, right now, Noah is two, and he's at that stage where everything is why. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? You need to put on your shoes. Why? I need to change your diaper. Why? Because you stink. Why? It's... <laughs> He loves it so much. I'm like, just stop answering him. He will. He will, but... Yeah. You got a number of pet peeves, though. Like, if I scrape my fork... Yes. ...on my plate... Yes. (laughs) Daniel, can you hear it when she just says it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, It's like I watch the pain on his face (laughs) from it. For listeners... Every guy on here is in pain right now. (laughs) Actually, mine isn't so much on a plate. The thing that gets me is the scraping of ice. Like if you were to like scrape ice, that sound just gives me the heebie-jeebies. But now I know what I'm doing when I'm at pastor school. I'm going to sit right next to Daniel and I'm going to town on my plate. I was thinking I was going to try the ice thing with you, Mike. That's fine. (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) All right. So we have one last question that is going to go to each one of you. So throughout life, your husbands have probably annoyed you to no end at all points. And we've probably tried our best to encourage you. But what is a scripture passage that has encouraged you through your journey in life. I'm going to read from Philippians 3, 8 through 9. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. This has been my verse for quite a while, at least 12 years. And it's kind of a mishmash of versions at this point, or translations. Psalm 62, 1 and 2. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. I will never be shaken. Quite a few over the years, but the one that's been the last couple of years for me is Deuteronomy 31.6. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Thank you for sharing those. Thank you for being tremendous guests. Before we say our goodbyes, today I just want to share a benediction with you guys. It is from 1 Thessalonians 3, 12 and 13. I figured that it was appropriate with our relationships. It says this, May the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you, so that he may establish your heart blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord 
Jesus Christ with all his saints. So that's going to do it for us today at Grace for the Grind. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. You were all spectacular guests. Even though some of you were a little apprehensive that we put you on the spot, you did a tremendous job. So you guys want to give one final shout out or goodbye. You guys want to plug anything of yours that you're currently doing that you want people to check out? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. People hear my voice too much through women's ministries. You can check out women's ministry stuff at WMCLB.org. Good job, Karen. Proud of you. Anybody else want to plug anything that they got going on? Lindsay's got an article in Faith and Fellowship that's coming out pretty soon. Great. That's going to be exciting. I got nothing. I don't do anything. I mean, that's not I mean, you put up with Ryan and that's a full-time job in and of itself. Hey, that's going to do it for us here at Grace for the Grind. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in. We hope and we would love if you share this podcast with a friend, colleague, or loved one. We would also love it if you hit the notification bell so that every time a new podcast drops, you get a little ding and you can listen to us right when that happens. And we will catch you next time. Adios. Thanks for listening to this episode of Grace for the Grind a CLB North American Missions podcast. For more resources like this, check out clbforge.org.